This week on Inside Motorsport, we look back at the legends of Liverpool. I hope you stay with us. Two weekends ago, at the Kashula Powerhouse Arts Centre in Liverpool, the Liverpool City Council came together to acknowledge the years of motor racing held at Liverpool City Raceway and announced the legends of Liverpool. Following the induction, I sat down with Mike Raymond, Brian Callahan, and Ronnie Mackay. Mike Raymond, uh, today we've seen the legends of Liverpool honoured in a, a beautiful ceremony. What was your thoughts on when the City Council finally uh, gave the nod to the idea? Well, the Council uh, wanted to do something. It started off with asking me would I be willing to come along and give a talk to 100 people. And I said, no, people don't want to listen to me talk for an hour and I'm not re remotely interested. Why don't we pay special tribute to the people who made history at the racetrack? Um, solo riders, speed car drivers, sprint car drivers and sedans. And it grew. And with it grew the venues. So we went from the art gallery down in the middle of Liverpool to the regional museum and double the number of people there and finally wound up here at the museum. So, you know, we were delighted. The crowd was terrific and I think everyone's gone home basically full of happiness tonight anyway. The era of Liverpool has never been replicated in any form of motorsport in Australia. Well, that's nice you say that, but certain eras are very hard to replicate. Um, an era where you have uh, people like uh, John Harvey, Jimmy Airy, Howard Ravel, and then you go through to Barry Graham and, and uh, Gene Cook. Uh, all of a sudden you're dealing with the, the basis of Speedway for a period of probably 20 years. And it was just splendid to see 22 of them here again today. Not one person said, no, I can't make it. And, and they have flown from interstate too to do it. The thing that Liverpool was able to do was to bring out... You had Rutherford the year he won Indy. Foyt, the year he won Indy. That's one of those things that hasn't been replicated. We, we don't really see the, uh, the likes of those drivers coming back to what was their basic roots. And even with Kinzer, and I, I know you had at Parramatta, you had Tony Stewart drive a winged sprint car for his very first time. Uh, it was easy. When you talk to them, it's a money business. They're professionals. So you have to strike what you think is a fair money deal for them. You have to know that uh, uh, what their contribution and their cost is is going to be replicated in the number of people to come through the gate and of sufficient interest to those people. And that was the something that I was brought up with and we had, I had no problem with it. You know, we, with AJ Foyt and all those people, we had a terrific time. Um, today it's different. Uh, it'd be hard to get an IndyCar driver um, that anyone knows in Australia. The change to Asheville and then back. Dad always asks you why you ripped up the tar. There was some economics involved, but why did you put it down in the first place? No, we put it down to be different. Um, there were two reasons. Uh, the asphalt, I'd seen um, asphalt racing in the States, the speed cars looked tremendous on it. Always knew that they would be great and Ronald McKay showed that to us the first day he practiced there. Um, and it meant that we could put a bike track in there without a fence around it by putting an inner track in. And it was spectacular. We got the World uh, Pairs Championship, which Ollie Olsen helped tremendously to get. Um, it was just different. You know, we did things differently in 74. Uh, Frank and I were considered crackpots. And, uh, you know, 25 years later, all of a sudden, they said, oh, hang on, he might have known something. 
the bike track though it had its controversy when you had the bike track in a ring and the outer ring i remember watching a sports world where rex was on there livid that the bike riders said they weren't going to race at liverpool because there was no outside fence uh, the control board said that uh, in order to get a license to run there we had to put a concrete wall around there and I approached all the riders and uh, they said, no, no, don't put a wall around. And I said, well, will you ride black? And they said, yes. So we invited the um, Speedway Control Board to come to the race meeting because we're having um, uh, black racing. And that just terrified them. The fact that they'd called the bluff or they'd pulled the wrong arm because we were serious. Frank Oliver had already lost Gordon Gasco. We weren't going to lose another rider. No one ever got killed on the inner bike track and no one ever got killed on the pavement track, so we must have done something right. You also had the <laughs> distinction of having that circuit drawing people from all over the country just to come and watch. What was one of the greatest stories of people just dedicated to coming and watching racing at Liverpool? Oh, I think it's hard. You know, people, the big crowds were, were probably uh, the, the USA versus Australia test series and sedans, which were always great. There was a certain element of showmanship with, that, with Ed Wilbur. Uh, he contributed greatly to it. Uh, we brought out um, the best in uh, speed cars, AJ Ford, Johnny Rutherford, Slippy Trip and so forth. And, um, and when all that was over, we went through all the bikes, but there wasn't one bike world champion that didn't appear there. And we brought test teams from Poland, the United States, England, Sweden, whatever. I think we did our, our fair share. It's up to someone else to stand up and do some of it now. Mm. Well, congratulations okay. on today. Craig, thanks very much. Well, Brian Callahan, today we've seen uh, the Liverpool legends announced, uh, yourself being one of them. Can you give us some thoughts on your times at Liverpool? Uh, yeah, no, we had great times there. There was stiff competition all the time uh, between the local competitors and then uh, during the summer season we'd get the Americans come out and uh, that sort of, you know, we had to brighten up a little bit to to go faster again. Uh, I raced there when it was dirt and also raced when it was asphalt but I certainly liked the asphalt a lot more than what the dirt was um, because you could set your car on it and run and you know take it home and clean it and <laughs> it wasn't mud everywhere and uh, yeah we got a lot of good racing in there. It was great. What were some of the uh, what were some of the differences between Liverpool and racing at Speedway to the other racing you did particularly with the road racing? Um, yeah, well, with the road racing, you need a lot more engineering, you need a lot more money, uh, and you need a lot more time. You know, whereas Speedway is virtually Saturday night, uh, you get yourself together during the week, you get a few blokes to help you. But, um, and the road racing, what I'm talking about in the 80s, was sort of um, a case of uh, you'd still do a bit yourself and you could probably get to Bathurst, you know. But uh, today, you know, you'd need $3 million to even look like getting there, you know. Was the end of the pavement era a turning point for Speedway, do you think? Yeah, I think it was great. But the only biggest problem was that it was the only, virtually the only uh, asphalt track. They ended up, they asphalted uh, Canberra and then um, I think there was Adelaide Air or something yeah. like that. But what the problem is, it does cost a bit more money to run a car on the on the asphalt too. So that, that's probably another down thing. You need a good strong motor where on the dirt you can get away a bit with it, you know, in sedans anyhow. Mm. And what about yourself now? Do you have an interest in Speedway anymore? No, not really. No, no the kids don't follow it much. Um, I just muck around with a few old cars. I've got the old XC. I've got the walking shore I'm putting back together now. But yeah, no, no real interest, no. Mm. Well, all the best and congratulations. All right, thank you very much.
if there was a name that was synonymous with Liverpool and the Speedway, it was the Mackays. You lived in the Liverpool area and, of course, you did so much racing there. What, what's your memories of it? You know, Liverpool's where I started and, uh, you know, I just like racing at the place. And it wasn't very far to go, that was a big thing about it. And uh, I didn't mind whether it was dirt or asphalt. Asphalt, I'm a bit the same as Howard. I like, you know, you could take the car home and not worry about washing it and, and just polish her up and do a bit, a bit of maintenance on it and away you went the next time. Has How much has Speedway changed? You've now got Suns racing and it doesn't have the same atmosphere? No, Speedway's not got the same atmosphere as when I was racing. The, it's, um, I would say if you went to the football, you get very similar atmosphere at the football now to what you used to get at the Speedway, but you don't get it at the Speedway now. Why has it lost it? Um, I think, I, I've been to the Speedway and just to watch and, and the, the, the type of tracks where it's, um, I think the dirt was a lot better and it created a, a more interesting because you could run wheel to wheel where the clay is a little bit different and it's it suits sprint cars better than speed cars, doesn't suit motorbikes at all and um, you know, I think it, it's taken away from the speedway, yeah. Well, congratulations on the honour today. Thank you. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Till next time around, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.